welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins and at 412 we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We are so excited to be able to continue to equip you through our podcast and today I'm so happy to have my friend Candy Thorpe here. Candy is on staff at Calvary Burlington where she has served in vocational ministry for more than 12 years. Candy loves the local church and has a passion to see people use their gifts and talents to serve God. Her favorite children are Jacob and Petra, and her favorite person is her best friend and husband, Kevin. In this episode, we're going to chat about a bridge to nowhere and how Jesus calls us to rest in him. And I can't wait to hear Candy explain this bridge to nowhere. Welcome, Candy. Thank you, Kim. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we always have such great chats. No, it's so good. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um, and this, we didn't talk about this last time, but how about this past year? Have you done anything fun or different or exciting with your family? Well, uh, I think most, like most families, we're kind of learning a little bit about just self-sustaining, about, mm -hmm. you know, being together. And I think we started out with great hopes. My, my kids could probably attest that we thought we were going to do all these really fun things and puzzles and game yeah. nights. And, and then the middle of the pandemic, we were just like, mm, I think we just need to get out of each other's faces and spaces. <laughs> just uh, need a little yeah, break. Just, yes, it's so much family. Yes. Uh, my favorite was when family day hit this year. And I'm like, yes, because that's what we need, a whole day off from work to spend yeah. with more time with our families. Um, but no, we, we really do enjoy spending time Aww. together. And so, yeah, this it's just been a new season this year of just learning to be together when we don't have other things to make up and take up our time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can I ask you, what do you think that you personally have missed the most from not being in person every Sunday? That's hard because, mm -hmm. you know, I am, I'm a little bit of a people person. Yeah, I don't know if you too. noticed, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. <laughs> so yeah, not having the in-person at church, I've missed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, on a really basic level, I've missed hearing people sing in church. You yeah. know, we, we are, like most churches, we've gone to online ministry and mm -hmm. we've had these seasons where we're able to have people in the building and it's great to see people. But I have really missed people singing without abandon, you know, just, just letting it go yeah, and just, right? you know, extolling their, their yeah. praises. I've missed that. I've missed opportunities to get together and, and just do life together. Not as much as the structured ministries, mm -hmm. but just that kind of that hanging out in the foyer the before. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I've really missed that. So, yeah. And what do you think the church as a whole has really missed out on in this COVID season? I, I don't know. I feel like the church has missed what it means to be and serve and love in community. I mean, we yeah. like you know, side by side. That right? yes, that yeah. side by side aspect of ministry mm. has really kind of been taken away from us. And yeah. you know, as as people were, you know, Calvary, we like many churches, we did we pivoted to online, mm -hmm. and we had this now this great opportunity. Whereas before, we didn't have an online presence. We didn't. Oh, okay, we, not at all. No, we didn't oh, live wow. stream our services. Yeah. And so starting from the first Sunday last in, in 2020, March of 2020, we started live streaming and we haven't missed a, a Sunday since. Wow. And so, you know, on the one hand, it's been great because we're able to say, you know, the word is still being preached yeah. and the worship is still happening. And so we're, we're still 
you are able to be fed. Mm -hmm. But problem is, is that it's kind of a limited meal. Like it's oh. more like a, a bit of a drive-through meal as opposed to yeah. a banquet that the yeah. church is created to be as we sit side by side. <laughs> and we had talked about there was a book mm -hmm. by Mark Deaver. Mark Deaver. Okay. Yes. And uh, is it The Gospel Made Visible? The Gospel Made Visible yeah. is a book that's talking about the fact that the local church mm -hmm. is the gospel made visible. That as, yes. as we love and serve and live out the Bible that we are the church that's made visible and it's it's through contact with us that other people get to know who mm -hmm. Jesus is mm -hmm. and how he cares for them. And there's a quote in his book that says that the church, the local church, is a body of people called by God's grace through faith in Christ, right? Yeah. And we're called by faith in, in Christ to glorify him together mm -hmm. by serving him in this world. And it's that together that we've missed through COVID. We're, we're still loving oh, God. Yeah. We're still, we still want to serve him. We still want to share him with others, but it's the together by mm -hmm. glorifying him together by serving him that the church has really missed out on. Yes. And you already kind of alluded to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like this has really been uh, limited, like a, a meal, like a drive-through meal for us, right? Mm -hmm. and what are some of the other things that have changed with the local church? I think for m those of us who are in leadership, mm -hmm. there already is sometimes feelings of isolation and feelings mm -hmm. of loneliness that exist in the church. And I don't think it matters whether you're on staff at a larger church or a smaller church, yeah. that when you are in leadership, you will go through seasons of isolation and feeling like, you know, you, you're just in this on your own and that yeah. you don't perhaps have people around you encouraging you. And COVID has just exacerbated that for many yeah, people. And so, so true. It, it is. Yeah. And so we find ourselves kind of losing that connection between what we're doing, mm -hmm. online ministry, get the word out, get the worship going, plan the services, so what we're doing and the why we're doing it. We we lose that connection without that community aspect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's talk about this bridge to nowhere. Mm -hmm. How does this come into play. <laughs> so a, a number of years ago, I read this story about a World War I settlement mm -hmm. that was off the coast of New Zealand. And as these servicemen in 1919 returned from war, the government offered them land for free to come and to settle. Well, this is a great thing. These men now had something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And so together with their families, they moved to this settlement determined that they were going to clear the land, farm the land, and life was going to be good. Yeah. And so when they came there to this settlement, they, in they initially put up a wooden bridge, thinking to themselves, eventually we'll get a concrete bridge built. We'll get a permanent bridge. But in the meantime, let's just put a bridge up. Let's get her going. Let's yeah. get to the work. Yeah, just get started. Just, just get started and everything else will fall into place. Yeah. The challenges, though, really began to hit them quite early on. As these servicemen and their families moved in, they recognized the fact that the land was very hard to clear, almost oh. impossible. Yeah. And then once they did clear it, it wasn't conducive to farmland. Although it was a lush area, mm -hmm. it wasn't the land there wasn't created to grow food and crops the way that they had hoped. Oh dear. And so, but these men, they were still excited. Mm -hmm. They had had this shared experience of serving in the war together. Mm -hmm. And so that shared experience kind of bolstered them and encouraged them. And that togetherness really fueled them for a long time. 
And all the while, this wooden bridge slowly starts to fall apart. And the plans were being, were in the works that they're eventually going to build this bridge, but everything else just seemed to get in the way. There was, there was so much work to do as they built their homes and they cleared the land. So much so that almost 20 years go by. Oh my goodness. And this settlement has been making do from 1919 to 1936 with wow. just this wooden bridge. Oh my goodness. And over time, it just got too frustrating. Yeah. The farmers who were on this land and their families, they said, we've had enough. We're, we're tired. Mm -hmm. There isn't, there's so much work to do. There's not enough help. This is just too hard. And so one by one, those families decided to leave. Well, the government said, nope, now for sure we're going to build you that concrete bridge. <laughs> this time has come. And then problems with supplies and getting the equipment there that they needed just delayed. But yeah. at long last, this bridge was built and opened for this settlement for the people to use. And, you know, by the time that bridge opened in 1936, only three families remained oh in the goodness. entire settlement. It just was too hard. It yeah. just was too discouraging. Yeah. And then three short years later, the government decided that it just wasn't worth it for them to keep maintaining the roads and trying to maintain supply <laughs> supply lines. And so the government removed the, the remaining settlers from this land and they evicted them. They tossed them oh out. My goodness. And these people left penniless and heartbroken. Oh. And now all that's left of this whole settlement yeah. is you can see when if you see photos of the area, there's just a few stone chimneys and the ghost of, of roads from past and this concrete bridge. And this bridge is called the bridge to nowhere over a valley of abandoned <laughs> dreams. Oh, oh, isn't that heartbreaking? That's awful. <laughs> and so I read this story and I started to think, oh my goodness, a valley of abandoned dreams. Oh, a bridge that leads to nowhere. How much can I see serving and serving without passion reflected in that story. Okay, yeah, so how does that relate, right? How is this bridge like serving? Well, I, <laughs> as I reflected on this story, I, I thought of those times when we're excited about the start of something. Mm -hmm. We get really excited to work side by side with people because we're forging new territory. It's brand new, it's so yes. exciting, right? We're clearing land, <laughs> we're building a legacy, this is gonna be great. Yeah. And hardships come and things are not always easy and supply chains get cut off. Mm -hmm. And you know, bit by bit, our confidence gets eroded. Mm -hmm our ability to keep a stiff upper lip mm -hmm. gets eroded mm -hmm. and before we know it we're left just rather than serving passionately we're just volunteering we're just right. putting in time right we're just trying to put one foot mm -hmm. in front of the other and we've really lost the why to the what yeah mm -hmm. so then what does it look like to mm -hmm. serve without passion I, I can say that in, in the years that I've been a, a Christian and the years that I've been on staff, there's been many seasons where I've served without passion. Mm -hmm. And that can look like, first of all, it can look like bitterness. Mm. That as you serve, you're, so you're a little bit resentful of yeah. the things that you are required to do mm -hmm. in that role. So it can look a little bit like bitterness. It can look like apathy. 
Yeah. It can look like, well, what does it really matter what happens? Because people are going to do, people are going to be <laughs> what people are going to be. And so you almost oh. end up with this um, arm's length approach to, to ministry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes through this bitterness and through this apathy, we actually stop being able to be happy for anyone mm -hmm. and the, the success that they might be having in their ministry because your own root feelings of inadequacy or, or just yeah, bitterness just keep bubbling up to the service yeah. and they prevent you from being happy for anyone else and the way that they're serving. Okay, so then if you find yourself there, mm -hmm. how can you, like, what would you do to move forward? Like, how would you find your passion? What, you don't want to stay there. No, right? you don't because it's so draining yeah. to be there. And sometimes we do, we think, oh, well, if I just tread water for a little yeah. while, but that actually isn't recovering. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that scripture talks so much about the fact that if we want to be restored, Mm -hmm. that we have to first find rest. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to rediscover and rekindle our passion, then we first have to rest in Jesus. Right. So what does it look like to rest in Jesus? Well, I love a good acronym. Yeah. And I firmly believe that if you serve... <laughs> I our, know you do. I know. So let's, I feel let's like if, <laughs> if you serve in the local church long enough, you've got an acronym oh. to help you with something. And, and I can tell you that in the seasons where I have felt that I am serving but not passionately, mm -hmm. this word rest has been very important to me. Okay. And so the first letter R stands for resist the urge to fight or flight. Okay. My personality is that if I feel like I am just, just going through the dredges and things are just mm -hmm. not coming together and, and everything's boring and nothing feels new, then I just want to do more. Mm -hmm. And I want to be more. And I want to try something creative. And what if we did this? And what if we did this? Yeah. And I feel like I am just kicking against the goads that I want to try and just push some life back into something that just, you know, it's, it's false. It's, yeah. you know, it's a false sense of, of bolstering right. because it's me just firing new things at something. And so that's the fight part of it. Mm -hmm. And well, the flight part of it is the other side of things. Sometimes I just want to give up. Right. Right. right? Like you it's just, not working. I don't want to go on. No, yeah. I'm tired of this. Um, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of what I do. And frankly, I don't like all the people I serve with. No, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> that's but, not but, true. It, but that's sometimes that feeling that comes that's up. Right, yeah. of apathy that says, what does it even matter? Yeah. And so, so, you know, we have to resist that urge to act, to either act doing too much mm. or act by withdrawing and pulling away. So, you know, to stay engaged. Well, so then the E stands for evaluate. Okay. So you, we want to evaluate um, I, I pick out three key areas for myself. First okay. of all, evaluate the people that you're working with. You know, when we go back to our story about this bridge to nowhere, these servicemen, they came back from the war and they had this shared experience of combat that really drew yeah. them together. And, and then the shared experience of forging this new land really, you know, knit them yeah. together even further. So if you're serving without passion, what about the people that you serve with? Mm -hmm. How has that changed? Okay, right? that's a good question. Ha right? Yeah. Ha has some of your team, have they decided to move on? And those were the people who were your encouragers or mm. those were your, your people who really you were able to have a great working relationship with. 
Yeah. Has your leadership changed? The person who works above you, has there been a change in that? Because sometimes your leadership change may actually affect the passion with which you feel and the passion that you approach true, the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And have the people that you are leading, have they changed have, mm. as they've moved on and moved on to other things? You know, evaluate the people around you. Mm -hmm. You also want to evaluate the role itself. Okay. And so evaluating the role means what has changed, mm -hmm. if anything. Because it, sometimes it does. It does. Yeah. That's right. What yeah. has changed since you began that mm -hmm. venture or since you yeah. came on board? And because I think that people work, we operate a lot like batteries. Yeah. Meaning that some things really charge us up. They get us going. They're really oh, it's things. true. Oh, yeah, right. And some things deplete us. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. as we function within a role, particularly a leadership role, yeah. when we start out, we're doing a lot. Mm -hmm. And that can really keep us going. But as our role changes, we may find that we're coordinating more volunteers right. or we're overseeing rather than doing the work. And so evaluate what about your role has changed. Mm -hmm. And that can be very helpful in determining why you might be serving without passion. Yeah. And the third thing you want to evaluate is evaluate the vision and, and what you do, how it fits into the overall vision of the church. Mm -hmm. And I use this as an example. When I started on staff in our church, we had a very simple vision Loving God, loving people, serving our world. It's not right. rocket science. Yes. <laughs> Lots of churches have something similar. Yeah. Um, and so as we were, you know, getting ready for, for just a new season of ministry, we asked each of the ministries, categorize yourself. Okay. Pick one of those. Are you a loving God ministry? Yeah. Are you a loving people ministry? Okay. Are you serving our world ministry? Seems like a great idea. And so, and for some, it was pretty easy. Oh, I serve on the worship team. I'm obviously loving God. Yeah. Oh, I serve on the hospitality team. I'm obviously loving people. Oh, I serve in the outreach team. I'm obviously serving our world. And so it's a great place to start. Yeah. But when we drill down too much, we sometimes can lose this vision of how what you do is impacted and and impacted yeah. and impacts the overall vision of your church so yes. evaluate the vision of your church yeah. so that would be the e so we're gonna we're gonna resist the urge to fight or flight yeah then we're gonna do some evaluation okay. maybe pen to paper do some lists those are really helpful mm -hmm. the s means seek godly counsel seek godly people okay. bring people around you who are trusted people that you can not just use as sounding boards, but people who seek to really understand the situation. Right. And here's the thing about seeking godly counsel. Sometimes I think that seeking godly counsel means I want to find someone who will listen to all my rants. Right. Seeking godly counsel also means seeking someone else who's willing to, that you can listen to, who can mm -hmm. speak into your situation. Yeah. Years ago, when I started at my church, one of my very first uh, performance evaluations, um, I, we, you know, everything was going on great. We talked about strengths and weaknesses and, and great. And the bottom line of that performance evaluation was love what you do, love how you do it, love why you do it. Your sarcasm <gasps> is what is going to prevent you from serving God to your potential. Wow. That came out of the blue. I didn't ask for that feedback. You weren't prepared. I wasn't prepared. Rocky. So it really took me by surprise. Yeah. However, 
I trusted the source. Okay. This person had already spoken wonderful things into my life, had already mm -hmm. encouraged me in so many different ways. And so I was able to receive that from them mm -hmm. and was able to make a course correction. So seeking God's counsel and seeking yeah. godly people means that you want to be able to speak, but you also have to be able to listen. Yeah. So seek godly counsel. And then the T of our rest means take it to God. Okay. Because all of these other things, Kim, if I do all of these things, I'm just relying on myself. Yeah. I'm just working harder. And that's what we're trying to fight against. Yeah. We're trying to fight against being, you know, dragged, kicking and screaming from a ministry. Mm -hmm. So we want to take it to God and ask him to renew your passion for this ministry and to yeah. just to give you a heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone. Yeah. So then with all of those together, let's say you did do that mm -hmm. and someone who's joining us is like, okay, I'm going to work through this REST acronym. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that look like? How does that come together? Well, as you work through this, one of two things are going to happen. One of two things should happen. Mm -hmm. First of all, through this time of introspection and evaluation and listening, mm -hmm. you're going to find that either God is calling you to walk further in the path that he's already given you. Right? He's, right? he's actually asking you to stick with this because he's got a great plan for you mm -hmm. and he is not done with using you in this ministry. Right, you need to keep going. You need to keep yeah. going. And if that's for the sure. case, then we need to say, God, you, you need to restore my passion. Mm -hmm. Now that I've rested, you are the one who's going to do the work. So re, restore my passion, rekindle a love for this work and for the people that you've given me to serve. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. The other thing God might do is God might decide it's time for you to move on. Right. Yeah. It's right? always a possibility. It's always a possibility. Yeah. And if that's the case, after your time of evaluation has gone through and you've really taken the time to, to seek God in all of this, if he decides it's time for you to move mm -hmm. on, then pray and ask God, God, help me finish well. Yeah. Don't allow, so don't allow important. me to be bitter. Yeah. Don't allow me to leave, you know, angry or apathetic, mm -hmm. but instead how can you use me even in this final inning to yeah. equip the next person who may indeed take over this ministry? So yeah. God is going to do one of those two things. He's either going to say, keep going and I can equip you for it, or it's time for you to step aside because I've got another plan for you. Yeah. And speaking of that, just for a second, I heard someone, uh, Terry Scalzetti, um, an Orange Conference mm -hmm. once, and he talked about even praying for that person that's coming along yeah. behind you, yes. that they would do a better job than you did. Oh, and yes. that really impacted me. I was like, wow, what a challenge and what an encouragement if someone was doing that for me yes, and then I was doing it for the next person and how much God would be glorified and the ministry would grow. And right? isn't that significant because that also can remove that root of bitterness. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when a leader changes, you may find that new people are suddenly attracted to, to work in that area. They can suddenly become passionate yeah. about an area because of a change of leadership. Yeah. And if you're the exiting leader, that can be very hurtful. It can oh, be. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, every Sunday I was up there going, please, we need people to serve. And, and no one did, but then suddenly there was a change yeah. And now, now people are interested. Oh, so now you're passionate about the work of the Lord. But if you're praying for the next person, that's actually a great thing because yeah. you want to pray for the next leader mm -hmm. to surround themselves with people who can encourage them and lift them up and pray for them. So that, yeah. that is a great thing. And that also can be a, a very healing time as you are ready to take these next steps in your that's ministry. True. Yeah. 
Now, uh, I'm going to ask you, what is one of your favorite verses? And something that's encouraged you, and why does that encourage you? Part and parcel to all of this, <laughs> yes. serving God with passion. I, I have a verse now. I did write it down yep. because I find that um, the old memory isn't as good as it used to be. But it's out of Titus, the book of Titus. And it says that when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works mm. done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. And the verse goes on to say, by the washing of regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Mm. So we love God and he loves us, not because of the work that we do, but the why, yeah. the why behind it. So that's one of my favorite verses. And, and I do press into that in times when I'm serving and serving mm -hmm. without passion. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is so good. Mm. And what would you say for those that are joining us uh, to encourage them, if they're serving, if they're at a place where they're serving without passion? Hmm. When you're serving without passion, you, you can go through these evaluation processes, mm -hmm. but above all else with all of this at rest acronym is resting in who God has created you to be mm -hmm. is very freeing because it allows you to explore the ministries that he has called you to in his timing. Mm -hmm. And so we end up finding restoration and we end up finding a way forward once we press into our identity in Christ. So that that's a very, a very great way to start mm -hmm. if you're serving without passion, but it's also a great way to start if you just want to start serving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for those joining us, what is the best way or what does it look like to serve from rest, right? How would you encourage them that... When, when There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light. <laughs> oh, be encouraged. That's right. Well, <laughs> if your passion for serving has grown cold, don't ignore the warning signs. Right. Don't allow your apathy or your bitterness or your anger to reduce you to just a volunteer in the church. Mm -hmm. Rediscover your why. Rediscover the purpose that God has given you this ministry mm -hmm. for a short season or for a long season. Right. And that's what serving out of rest looks like. It means remembering your why, that you're way more than someone who puts together crafts for a kid's ministry. You're yes. way more than someone who's behind a camera or who sits at a soundboard. God has created you and God has created the work for you. And so press into that for your identity in Christ and you will serve God with passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so good, Candy. I love it. I love how you tied in that bridge because I was not sure where it was going to go. Oh. <laughs> but that is fantastic how that connects to our serving. And I'm so excited that you could come and share that with everyone who is joining us. And again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been, this has been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for those joining us, I hope that you're encouraged by Candy and the rest she was talking about. Any books mentioned by Candy will be available as links in our show notes. And if you're li listening sorry, to the audio version of this podcast, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. Also, hop into the discussion by following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 412Canada. Looking forward to next time. Thanks for joining us.
All right, next one. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? Oh, <laughs> that's great.